Welcome to the Sobriety Unleashed podcast. I'm Simon. And I'm Ellen. And we're here to help you master sobriety and change your life. This podcast is for anyone who wants to change their relationship with alcohol. If you've been worrying about your drinking, drinking daily or binge drinking, then this podcast is absolutely for you. So this is the first ever episode of Sobriety Unleashed, and hopefully there will be many, many more. And Ellen and I are super excited to be here, but we want to tell you a bit about us and let you know our stories. So Ellen, you can go first. Tell us your story. Share it. Um, Well, I had been questioning my relationship with alcohol for near on 20 years I was about 21 when I first said to somebody I think I have a problem with alcohol and their response was like no no don't be so silly you're not hiding your drinking you're um you're only drinking in the evenings it's fine and it I didn't like the control alcohol had over me and it really took me about 15 20 years to finally decide to do something about it I first of all was doing it to lose weight to be healthier I never thought it was going to be a long-term thing because as far as I'm concerned I hadn't hit rock bottom I didn't have a problem with alcohol I was just a normal drinker and wasn't drinking as much as those around me which I kept on justifying no it's okay it's okay after a few years of stints of sobriety for 30 days 60 days 90 days um, I just couldn't make it stick and I kept on going back to moderation thinking I'll just have a drink once a month or I'll just drink on the weekends, all those kind of things. And then in December 2018, I gave up for what I thought would be another 30-day stint. And at the end of the 30 days, I was actually, this really suits me. If I want to treat myself and treat myself right, it's to carry on with this. So I never never did it long-term thinking it would be a permanent change. It was always, this doesn't suit me right now. And here I am nearly three years later. Wow amazing yeah isn't it? <laughs> it is and completely then of course I was inspired by your story because I saw you on Facebook and that you'd um, given up alcohol and of course we'd known each other how many years 20 years yeah and some and I think that's the thing that makes this podcast unique and amazing is that Ellen and I have known each other for at least 20 years probably longer than that we met at a gym you used to work at it's just bizarrely when we were both still drinking it is the strangest thing. It, and of course, I've kind of seen what you were doing on Facebook or kept in contact via Facebook after I moved to France. And then when I saw that you gave up drinking, and I think I was only five months alcohol free at that point, and you were starting the whole Facebook group and you'd kind of come out as uh, sober on Facebook. And I was, do you know what? I, I stopped drinking and I feel great. And then I picked up with that whole sober movement that there is via your Facebook group. But yeah, I remember your wedding. <laughs> when you, I, I think by the time I turned up, you'd already uh, had a few. Yeah, that was a messy affair. I remember dancing on the table at my wedding and I was just so drunk. I can't remember hardly any of it and getting pulled down by security from the table. <laughs> Yeah, that was the point. Well, that's really what sticks in my mind, you dancing on the table at the wedding. (laughs) It's terrible. And now I look back at that and have very few memories of my wedding day. Sure, I've got photos, but I don't have the actual memories. And what a thing to lose just because of drinking. It is. And there's so much. It's kind of like missed opportunities, isn't it? Of Yeah, you forget all these things. You don't you're not present through them. Um, and I'm the same we we had an open bar at our wedding when we got married in Italy and just everybody was so drunk Um, and I don't think they were prepared for the British to turn up and start you know oh it's an open bar and we took full advantage it's crazy and 
I, I recall at my wedding, somebody was recording a video of the first dance I had with my wife. And on the video, you hear somebody in the background say, they're so drunk, they're holding each other up. Oh. How shameful. <laughs> but things have changed. How long, tell me about your story. When Because I don't actually know your story because I wasn't kind of in contact with you then. No, that's right. I went off quietly drinking on my own for many years and we sort of lost contact for a period. My story started around my mid-teenage years and I think listeners to the podcast will discover that Ellen is very much more around well-being, holistic approach to sobriety, nutrition, as well as lots of amazing tips and tactics. And I tend to talk about the roots of addiction and perhaps more from a kind of therapy style. Not that I'm a therapist, but I've learned a lot on my journey. And the roots of my problem definitely began early in my childhood. My mum and dad got divorced when I was around two. Um, My mum was kind of emotionally absent she was there in body, but she wasn't emotionally present for me. My dad left the family when I was two years old, which had a massive impact on me. It didn't at the time, but as I grew older, it had a huge impact. And then I experienced sexual abuse from a neighbor when I was 13 years old, which I talk quite openly about now, but actually I didn't tell anybody about that until I was 40 years old. And it's been really quite inspiring and humbling talking about it because a lot of people have opened up to me about their own trauma, their own emotional neglect, their own abuse, which has helped them. So it's been a powerful journey, but it wasn't long after that sexual abuse when I was about 14 that I started taking the remains of my dad's red wine to my bedroom every single evening he didn't notice and actually I think he turned a blind eye on occasion and then I just started getting my hands on my own red wine it was always red wine because that was what my dad drank ultimately it changed the way that I felt I didn't really like how I was feeling I didn't pay attention to that at the time but I had a lot of uncomfortable feelings going on and alcohol was a really quick way of changing how I felt. Instead of questioning why I felt the way I felt, I found a simple solution. So I thought that was to change it. And that habit just went on and on. I just kept drinking every single day. When I was 25, I moved in with my wife, Michelle, we got our first house together. And then the bottle of wine a day or half a bottle went up to wine boxes and I was drinking anything from one to three bottles a day usually with beer on top and there literally wasn't a day went by that I didn't drink unless I was laid up in bed with the flu or in hospital I would drink always if I went on holiday I would stash wine boxes in my case just in case the country I was going to didn't have wine which was ridiculous but a lot of people do things like that it was around when I hit about 40 I started really questioning it starting to have concerns about my health noticing the negative impact that alcohol was having my anxiety was through the roof I I was emotionally disconnected from my wife and from my son I was very sort of shut down and ultimately I wasn't happy in my life and I started just challenging the behavior and wondering why I was drinking so much but I didn't do anything about it I kept trying to cut back I'd have the odd day one here and there and then on day two I'd be back drinking again and it just went round and round in circles like that for about five years and it was when I hit 
44 45 that I actually was able to quit and that was just over three years ago I know people think I'm actually only 25 years old but I'm a bit older than that (laughs) that's what sobriety does to you (laughs) it does they say it makes you look younger I would never drink again the gifts from sobriety that have come into my life since quitting have just been incredible and before I stopped drinking there was a long period where I thought I will lose so much if I don't drink. I won't have fun. Uh, Alcohol helps my anxiety. Alcohol enables me to relax. Alcohol feels like a reward. All common beliefs that I hear time and time and time again. And it's just the complete opposite. My anxiety is lower. I have more fun. My relationships have improved. I'm able to relax and be calm. And I feel grounded in life now. So it's just been an incredible and transformational journey. And of course, both of us have gone on to coach people. We have social media profiles and run groups and things like that. So it's just for both of us, I think there's been a wonderful journey and helping others has been the icing on the cake. It has. And it's an unexpected journey. I think that's what I really, really found. And your story is so similar to mine that just alcohol was this rite of passage. I, from tiny, my parents were giving me wine and water or a shandy. It was just what was expected or what was done. And it was the only way I knew how to cope with things. I wasn't a conscious thing of knowing that I was using alcohol to cope with things, but it was what I was doing. I lost my dad at 19 and I got through that by drinking. I never kind of truly addressed it, never really grieved for him until I gave up alcohol at at nearly 40. I think I'm I'm always not sure whether it was a midlife crisis or whether I really was, um, it's the sobriety, but my life has changed since then, but it's made me address some things that were really hard that I'd never dealt with. Yeah, the unexpected joy of being sober is has been transformational. It, and it truly is. And I, I often, with people who I work with, take the time to really get them to closely look at what they think they're getting from alcohol versus what they will gain if they quit drinking. There's lots of programs and um, courses and things like that that you can do to help you quit drinking. But a lot of these courses, programs and books paint it as quite black and white that alcohol is completely evil and sobriety is absolutely perfect and changes your life which it completely Mm -hmm. does and you get so much from it but the point I like to make to people is that and I think it keeps people stuck is that alcohol is a drug drugs have to have some kind of upside or people wouldn't buy them and I think this is what keeps people stuck and a lot of programs and courses just don't really address the fact that the reality is there is a very small benefit from drinking you do get an hour or so of dulled emotions and you can change the way you feel but after that everything is completely negative but it's important to remember that that can just keep people stuck. And it's exactly what you and I were doing is we were using this substance because it allowed us to numb our feelings, change the way we felt and deal with difficult emotions in a really unhealthy and unhelpful way. We knew no, knew no better. We were doing the best we could with what we understood at the time and what society, culture, the people around us had taught us. Absolutely. It's just completely acceptable and everybody's doing it. So why not me? Again, yeah, the same. It's I had so much fun drinking at, at certain points. So there's nights that I look back on and think that was great fun. I did really enjoy it, but I didn't realise the impact it had on every other area of my life until I 
kind of experimented and gave up and, and saw what happened. It's not just the health benefits. They were amazing. I was getting to 40. My doctor wanted to put me on blood pressure tablets. And I'd lost my dad, my auntie, my grandmother, all to heart disease. I was a fitness instructor with 20 years in experience in the industry, working with people who'd had strokes or heart attacks or high blood pressure. And yet there I was at 38 with high blood pressure. And I didn't want to be put on medication. I knew if I went on that, I just would never come off it. So I was just give me a chance. Let me take alcohol out and see what happens. And yeah, my blood pressure's right down, my resting heart rate's right down. There's all those health benefits, but it's not just that. It's being emotionally present for everybody, showing up for myself all the time, the motivation, the focus, it's life-changing. Yeah, it truly is. And uh, this is the thing, I, based on the fact that, yes, alcohol has some small benefits, I always argue with people around whether alcohol makes an event good or what you know you go to a party and you laugh and you dance would you have had just as much fun if you're not drunk I think we need to gather that information and find out whether we have more fun without alcohol or not but ultimately I say to people is this a deal that's worth doing you know is it a trade-off that you want to make 45 minutes to an hour of dulled senses in return for everything you just described around blood pressure and the physical effects of alcohol, plus all the mental problems, you know, anxiety, reduced happiness, problems in relationships, our career, not showing up as the parent you want to be, the partner you want to be. I mean, the list is just absolutely endless. And my hope is that anyone listening is curious about sobriety, or perhaps you've already quit drinking, you know, leave a comment or send us a message and let us know. We'd love to hear. But hopefully this podcast is going to lead you on a journey towards that kind of change if that's something you want to explore and I always invite people not to think of it as a lifetime a bit like you said Ellen around how you actually managed to quit but taking a break gathering the evidence treating it like an experiment and noticing what comes up over that period and then extending it if that's what feels right and I would never judge or preach to someone who drinks if somebody took a break from drinking and at the end of it they decided actually my life is better with alcohol well that's fine that's their decision but I don't hear many people make that decision once they've experienced sobriety no and that's what I always say to people alcohol will always be there just try sobriety see what you get from it see the benefits alcohol will be there calling you back you know it's still there to go back to but as you say not many people oh nobody so far has gone actually I'm better with alcohol in my life and it's just difficult it is difficult initially to make that decision but yeah using it as an experiment seeing what happens is the way forward it certainly was for me and I it took me a few years of trying it going back to it thinking that I could moderate and so many people that I speak to have had numerous kind of day ones or numerous attempts at okay I'm going to moderate I've given up I see the benefits but I want to be normal I want to be like everybody else I hear that over and over again why is it that I struggle with alcohol and other people don't but I'm not sure that that's true I think most people if you ask them to give up alcohol would be horrified at the idea and what point is that a dependency it's a strange culture that we've uh, created for ourselves it's so true. And I mean, there's a couple of things I want to say around that. First of all, I think we owe it to ourselves to find out if life is better without alcohol. Like I was drinking every day, pretty much from the age of 14. Imagine if I'd gone my entire life and never taken a break and never found out if 
sobriety was better or not, and then made a conscious decision based on what I discovered. I mean, we could be doing ourselves a massive disservice. I think we owe it to ourselves to actually take the time to go and find out, is my life better or not? And if at the end of it, you make a conscious decision and say, my life is better with alcohol, I'm quite happy with my relationship with drinking, well, that's fine. You've taken a look, you've explored it, and you're comfortable in your decision. But the people who I see drinking and I come into contact with same as you Ellen they are not comfortable with their relationship they're the opposite they're really not happy with it at all and they want to change so I feel like we owe it to ourselves to actually gather that data and take a break in terms of the point you said about people having a problem with drinking I have a kind of theory about this because I have a lot of people who talk about this mythical normal drinker and in my opinion the normal drinker doesn't really exist they're a bit like unicorns I don't think you see many normal drinkers and the reason I believe that is there's a lot of people that I've spoken to there's one or two in particular that stand out perhaps they drink once or twice a week maybe on a Friday night and they look forward to that drink they spend the whole week kind of fantasizing about it if they have a bad day they will direct their thoughts to their Friday night drink to make themselves feel better about it now they're not drinking that much they only drink once or twice a week But when I ask them, and I do ask them, could you live a life without alcohol in it? They will always say, no, no way. I have to have my weekend drink. So to some degree, those people need alcohol. I think it's important to view it as a spectrum. And there's a lot of people who are on that spectrum where they depend on alcohol, even if it's just once a week. And that myth of a normal drinker is just so untrue. I don't know what your thoughts are about normal drinkers. I absolutely agree. It's not normal. What is normal? I think alcohol takes up so much headspace in people. As you say, if it's once a week, if it's once a day, it's not just the time that they're drinking. It's the thought around alcohol, the the planning for it, um, all that comes after the drinking. There is, in my mind, no such thing as a normal drinker. There's just somebody that's questioning their relationship with alcohol and there's people that don't question their relationship with alcohol. And I think once you're starting to question it, it's not a very comfortable place to be in. And for me, that took me so many years of feeling like, I know this isn't something I want to do. I know that this has a control over me. So I might still be holding down a job. I might not be drinking that much. It might only be a couple of glasses. I mean, they were huge glasses of wine a night. It still had a control over me that I didn't like. And it was a horrible, horrible place to be. It felt heavy. It felt a heavy weight to bear. And as soon as I'd made the decision, actually, do you know what? Sobriety really suits me. And I'm going to carry on going forward with this. It was so liberating, so freeing. There's people that just don't question their drinking. And are they the ones that are considered normal drinkers? Standing back now as someone who doesn't drink, I just think there's so many people who really should be questioning their relationship with alcohol. Spot on. I couldn't agree more. And another thing I think for anyone who's considering taking a break or moving into an alcohol free lifestyle is to view it as exactly that a lifestyle as we talked about earlier, this isn't about having something taken away from you or losing anything you gain so much you just generally can't see that at the start. But if you start thinking of it as a lifestyle choice, I came up with the liquid vegan concept. I don't know if you've ever yeah. heard it. But- yeah, I heard, well, from you and I 
I, yeah, I repeat that to people all the time. It's a great tagline. And it's so true, though. You know, if you think about people who are vegan, they're passionate about what they do. They're not sat in the corner crying because they can't have meat or dairy. They're proud of the lifestyle choice that they've made for themselves. And that's exactly how I and you, Ellen, I know, feel about yeah. our alcohol free lifestyle. It's a lifestyle choice and we're proud and passionate about it. Absolutely. And I hate the word sober as well, because if you look that up in the dictionary, it means like somber and um, sad. Well, actually, that is the exact opposite to how I feel about my alcohol free life. I feel so proud and so like just a different person. I'm comfortable in my own skin for the first time in my adult life. Yeah. Sober is the wrong word for it. Yeah, it's not really a good fit. I think alcohol free lifestyle is possibly the nearest I've got, but it's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah, absolutely. But it is lifestyle because everything is impacted by giving up alcohol. Um, And people who think that alcohol doesn't impact every area of their life are just really in denial. I think at at this point, it's when you start to experiment and you start to explore it. And for me, it was really, as you said, you're more on the kind of therapy and starting to unpack what's happened in the past. For me, the alcohol free lifestyle encompasses everything. It has impacted my exercise, my nutrition, and um, my life goals, it really has made me stop and look at the way I live my life as a parent, as a, you know, as a partner, all those kind of things. That's the thing. It's a journey of like peeling back the layers of the onion. And I was having this in a debate with myself. I was stuck for like five years, maybe longer, just going backwards and forwards, wondering if I should stop drinking, if I should carry on. And it absolutely was a journey. And I thought initially it was just about stopping drinking. That was all I was bothered about was stopping drinking. I hadn't thought that there was just so much more to this and that it was an actual transformational journey that would give me all of the things that we've talked about on this episode and so much more. And I guess it really is about not what you give up, but what you gain when you start exploring this. And we've got so much to talk about on all the episodes that are coming up. But today we just wanted to touch on a bit about our stories a bit about what this podcast is about and a bit about what to expect in the early stages and maybe the gifts that await you in sobriety yeah sobriety for me has been actually all about becoming the person that I wanted to be it was a a kind of doing an inventory of my life and stopping and thinking this isn't actually who I thought I was going to be I wanted to be someone different someone motivated somebody that was up off the sofa and it really is my second chance at becoming that person and now it's so awesome to be part of this sober community which is an amazing community online we're able to connect and that's been one good thing that's come out of the pandemic that the world seems so small via the internet Um, and they are the most supportive community ever and I'm just happy and excited to give something back hopefully through this podcast yeah and that's my hope too i hope lots of people listen to it and get plenty out of it and if you've got any questions for myself or ellen or if there's any topics that you'd like us to cover in some of the upcoming episodes just message us our details are in the podcast description and hopefully you'll be back for the second episode we'll see you again soon thanks bye